What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Constance the Podcast. I'm your host, Constance Annan. Bitch, did you see that tweet? We haven't done a bitch, did you see that tweet in a long time. Twitter's been dry, but it picked up a day or two ago when Kevin Samuels passed. If you don't know who Kevin Samuels is, get on Google, look it up. You'll figure it out. He's an image consultant and he did pass RIP. Now, when someone dies, that's all you really need to say. I'm realizing that when people die, there is no death etiquette, okay? People are rejoicing that this guy passed. You do not rejoice when someone dies. There was a lot of weird energy on the timeline when I when Kevin Samuels passed. Some people were rejoicing. Some people were saying that the nigga was what the black community needed. Now, we're not here to discuss whether or not he is or if he isn't what the black community needed. But I think it's crazy that when people die, other people will fix their lips to literally say shit other than R.I.P. Like I said, we had some people that were rejoicing. Why would you rejoice that a stranger died? I get it if it's like someone that did something to you and they were alive. Let's say they sexually assaulted you and now they're dead and you're like, yes. But to be happy that someone online that makes content that you have the option to consume or not consume has died, to be happy about that, boldly happy at that, you're proclaiming it on the timeline. You got to get something checked up, checked out up here. All right. That's not right. That's wrong. Every day I'm beginning to see that people are not shameless and they need to be a little bit shameless because the shit that they're doing isn't right when someone dies you let them rest in peace now i talked to y'all about it in another episode one thing i noticed a lot of people like to do is they like to wait until someone dies before they start shitting on a nigga if you want to shit on somebody you have the day before they died the week before they died months before they died to talk your shit when they die that is not the day that you bring to the forefront all the shit that you had against the person it's just not an appropriate time to do that unless of course you've been doing it from the jump. People are weird. You know what else I think is weird? This is beyond the Kevin Samuels thing. I think it is so crazy that when people die, people scavenge for memories to bring to the forefront because everyone wants to know the person that died. Sometimes the memories aren't even real memories. You know, whenever people die, you'll always see this. Like people will post their DMs with the person that has passed. And the DMs with the person that has passed is like a one message, a one message DM. Or worse, the person that passed DM them and they didn't DM back. It's like, you don't have to, you don't have to prove to us that you know this person. Just say RIP. Because you can say RIP to a motherfucker you don't even know. So to try to be all-knowing, people always want to be in the know. I'm telling you people need shame. People always want to be in the know. They want to know the dead person. They want to know the successful person. But they didn't want to know the motherfucker when they were alive. They didn't want to know the motherfucker before they got successful. They don't ever want to, people are just shameless. I'm sorry I called the dead person a motherfucker. Y'all get what I mean? I cuss a lot. People are just crazy. And they dick ride. Have some integrity. Have some shame. And stop waiting till a motherfucker dies to say that you know them. To say that you love them. What I tell y'all, give motherfuckers their flowers while they up. And let's not forget, you do not wait until someone dies to shit on them. I'm going to stand by that. Because that's just weird. Nobody wants to see that. That's just not what the loved ones that that late person want to see. And what type of energy are you putting out into the earth, into the world? I think a lot of people love to play like the God role. Cause I saw a lot of people say, I mean, it's his karma. Like, why are we even talking about the nigga's karma? And he's dead. Like this don't, what he's done does not have anything to do with you. Unless he literally went on you. And what's crazy is the people that he goes on volunteered to come up on the, on the fucking platform. All right, let's, let's get over Kevin Samuels. All right. Y'all know what I really need y'all to do. 
I always say this. I need y'all to leave me reviews and ratings, but I would be so appreciative of anybody that wanted to help me buy a new fucking computer, dollar sign, Constance, and in one, that's the cash app, send it to me. Um, all proceeds will go towards a new Mac. I need a new fucking Mac. This Mac is so old and it's driving me insane and it's stressing me out. But you guys, I did something new today. I'm a little bit late, but I got a Peacock subscription and I started, oh, I was going to say power. And I started Bel Air. If you aren't hip to what Bel Air is, it's a, it's a remake of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Same premise, a little bit of a different storyline. I Okay, it's not a comedy, so it's a drama. So I was going to fix my lips to say it's better than Bel-Air, than Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but I don't know if it's really better than Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But it's good. I'm only on episode four, but I like where it's going. It's a sitcom. It's a drama. It's nice. It's juicy. And it's all black. Y'all know I love anything that's black, 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 be black. Okay, um, I think it's really good. Let's get into the first of all, if you have not seen the show, pause this, go watch it and come back. Y'all know I'm all about the spoilers. First of all, let me tell you, if you think you better go watch it, and you better download Peacock. You do have to buy a subscription. Peacock really thinks they slick. They let you watch the first episode for free. And then you got to pay for the other episodes. Like I'm so I've talked about it. Too, I've told y'all about this before, but I'm so tired of the subscription services charging. Anywho. We got to talk about Carlton. The car- the character Carlton makes me so uncomfortable. First of all, I hate seeing people snort shit. I don't know if it's, co- well, he claimed it was Xanax. Xanax, Coke, whatever. I hate seeing drug usage on TV. That makes me so uncomfortable. I think it triggers something in my body. When I was growing up, I told y'all about my, like, drug usage times. I wasn't using any hard drugs, but I was around people that were doing things like um, Xanax, some, some people that did Coke. I saw those things, and so I think it just triggers that in me, and it's just so sad, and it just makes me cringe. I have actually popped a Xanax before. I'm not going to like lie to y'all. I popped a Xanax. Don't pop a Xanax. Um, I popped it. I went to sleep. I did another, like, half of one in college. Again, went to sleep. So I was like, all right, this isn't for me. But I've been around people that have done Xanax, and it's just so sad to watch and witness. I had to literally remove myself from hanging out with them because it just – have you ever, oh my God, I don't know if y'all ever talked to somebody that's on Xanax. Like, apparently Xanax makes you really fucking forgetful. So I would have conversations with people that were Xanned out. And they would not register or retain any of the shit that I just said to them. And then five seconds later, we would have to have the same conversation because they just didn't hear what I said. Like, that shit is so sad. And so seeing the character Carlton do that shit made me so uncomfortable. I actually don't like the character Carlton at all on the show I didn't have any feelings about the original Carlton on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air yeah he was annoying but he was funny but this Carlton is such a baby like damn nigga first of all y'all know we talked about how I was called a sellout on the playground when I was a kid if you watch Bel-Air do you think Carlton is a sellout I'm watching it and I'm like the nigga is kind of low-key a sellout because he's letting white people bitch his cousin why you doing that why are you doing that we got some topics in the bowl today a lot of them were inspired by bel-air so we're gonna get a little bit deeper into them but all in all i think the show is good if you haven't watched it watch it it's a great drama i'm passing through it flying by i think it's like 30 minute episodes it's not like an hour long episode so you can really get through it quickly i'm looking forward to finishing this editing watching it and eating me some dinner today i'm cooking me a nice um dinner i'm so excited to eat dinner tonight I'm going to try for the first time to fry pork chops. I know that sounds like something easy, but y'all know I'm African. I didn't grow up eating soul food. And so learning to make soul food is a, is a, it's enjoyable for me, but it's also a challenge. And so I am looking forward to the new challenge, looking forward to trying to make the um, pork chops. I actually ended up buying pork loins 
I told y'all, I don't know. I didn't even know that that was a difference, but I'm going to try to finesse the pork loins and make them pork chops, and we'll just keep it moving like that. But I'm really excited. All right, let's get into the word association bowl. Oh, my God. Y'all probably did not hear, but my dog was going crazy. I couldn't even focus on telling y'all what I was trying to tell you. He was just barking, and it was getting really frustrating. I don't know why he chooses to bark when I begin to record. The nigga be quiet the whole morning, the whole day. Then as soon as I set up the lights, it's action. It's showtime. Like, nigga, who is the star of the show today, me or you? Okay, so we get into the bowl. And let's see what we pull out. Ooh. What are you willing to give up for a high-profile job? So I told y'all I'm watching Bel Air. Y'all got to get into it. This is a whole spoiler. This is a whole spoiler alert episode. If you haven't watched Bel Air, you got to just stop and come back to this episode. Um, so again, the question is, what are you willing to give up for a high profile job? I was watching Bel Air and the character Hillary is presented with an opportunity. However, in being presented with the opportunity, she would be required to go against her beliefs, go against her values go against who she truly is in order to get this nice, high-paying, high-profile job. And I watched it, and I was like, that's a really good question that she proposed. I think it's important to stay true to yourself no matter what. But it's so much easier said than done. When you're presented with money and you need that money or you're presented with a job or an opportunity and you need that opportunity because you believe that's what's going to get you to the next level. However, the opportunity is requiring you to do something that doesn't align with who you are. Are you going to take the money or are you going to stay true to who you are I would love to believe that I'm going to stay true to who I am I don't even like the sound of trying to conform to other shit when I have a belief a thought an opinion I like I always tell you guys I run with that shit until I can be proved otherwise I really do my best to stay true to myself especially because for the longest time in my life I've conformed, I've tried to fit in, I've tried to be someone that I wasn't, and I don't want to do that anymore. And so I refuse to let jobs make me be someone that I'm not, even if the paycheck is good. And I think that some could argue that you got to put your pride aside to, to, to do this thing, to get this opportunity. But I don't think that you should put your pride aside if it requires you to be someone that you're not, to do something that you don't believe in. I think people need to have some integrity. I think it's important to have some integrity, and I always think it's important to go by your beliefs. You believe those things, and you are the way that you are for a reason. Allah has brought you to this point, and I don't think that you should neglect that for a paycheck. If you can be bought into some shit, you just wishy-washy, nigga. Don't nobody want to work with, be around, fuck with somebody that can easily be bought into doing some other shit. That's a terrible character trait to have. You got to be firm in your beliefs and firm in who you are. You can't let other people switch that shit up. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was just watching it and it really just made me sit and ponder. I feel like I've talked about it before, but I am so okay with the journey being slow as with my journey being slow, especially if it means that I have full control of the shit that I'm involved in. And I don't ever want to jump on an opportunity just because I'm trying to get out of the situation if it requires me to not be me. I'm falling in love with who I am. I'm falling in love with my beliefs and how I view things. And, and I just want to be able to be who I am, even when my name is in big lights. I don't believe that I'd be comfortable with that. Because even in corporate America, I'd be... I, I, it really makes me uncomfortable to be 
<laughs> to conform to like corporate America ways. Not to always take this to corporate America, but I'm so not okay with not being me. I told y'all that's why I can't I can't keep those jobs long. Anytime I put myself in a situation to try to be like chipper than I am or to try to fit in and like my later stages of life outside of high school and like elementary school and all that shit. It doesn't last long. And then I end up going back to who I am. And then it just looks like I switched up. And it's not even that I switched up. It's just like, this is who I am. Like, I remember when I went to, um, this is like beyond a high paying job. This is just in general. I remember I went to Argentina, right? And I was kicking it with like the other study abroad kids. But in order to fit in or just to like, in order to hang out with them, I felt like I had to just not be me. And I did not like that. And I kept it up for a while. You know, I was like, overly nice, overextending myself, giving a lot of energy just to be around them. And I just ended up, like, I just gave that shit up eventually. And I remember them saying, like, Constance is so mean or Constance is so... I remember somebody was like, I'm racist. It wasn't even that. It was just, like, I did too much to be around the the study abroad kids in the beginning. Like, I wasn't me initially, and I couldn't do it. Like, I just know deep down on the inside, I cannot do that shit. Anyways, yeah, fuck money. It's all about being you. I'd rather be me over some damn dollars. You are who you are. You make you you. And money don't motherfucking, like, no. I'm telling you, if you can be bought out to do some shit, they can buy you out again to make you another person. And it's like, who are you? What are your values? Do you even know who you are at the end of all this shit, being paid to do that shit? If you're constantly accepting money and changing with that money, allowing yourself to change because that's the requirement of the money, then who are you? When do you ever get to be yourself? No. So what are you willing to give up for a high-profile job? If you ask me, I don't think I'm willing to give up shit. Not if that means changing who I am. Like, could you imagine you go get a job and they tell you you can't have your hair this color? Like, no, what? No. I remember in high school, I went and I applied for a job and they were like, you can't have that. Like, I cannot have a nose piercing at a grocery store. Must be kidding me. Won't be doing it. My mom was like, you have to take out that nose. Like, why would I take out my nose ring for this job? Why would I do that? prideful maybe but this is me like what kind of rule is that that the the nose ring just doesn't affect my work my work ethic my work habits and that's just bullshit it's a fucking grocery store (laughs) oh my god i'm so happy nowadays they don't care about shit like that like tattoos nose rings just dumb shit like suck my fucking dick okay um i don't think i'm willing to give up shit for a high profile job like i could only imagine someone saying okay constance you come and work for us, but you can't curse anymore. Like, I can't curse anymore. What the fuck you want me to say when I want to talk? You see what I'm saying? I just said so many curse words in that sentence. Like, how could I do that? I just want to be me. And I don't ever want to give up being me. Not for a dollar. We back into the bowl. I want to know about you guys. How do you feel about what I said? Would you ever give up part of you or part give up? What would you give up for a high-profile job? What do y'all think? Speaking your truth. That's so funny. When I pulled this out, I was thinking about speaking your truth. Okay. So on the show, Hillary rejects the opportunity, right? That wants her to be, um, Hillary rejects the opportunity that wants her to change in order to be, to get the job. After rejecting it, she gets on her Instagram and she makes, she goes live and she tells all of her followers that they basically wanted her, they wanted to like whiten her, erase the ethnic, ethnicness make her white essentially and then that they they were they were racist and she was exposing them for their racism and um yeah so 
Well, I remember when I was watching her make the live and telling people, I was thinking to myself, damn, <clears throat> she probably shouldn't have did that. But in reality, speak your fucking truth, even if people don't like it. Whenever I get on here and I record and I tell stories about people or I tell stories about my experience, I often think to myself, not not that, you know, I don't question if I said too much. I'll question if I should have even brought someone else into it. But the reality of it is that's my fucking experience and that's my truth and people aren't going to like it. If you experience something and it's beneficial for the public to know, why not stay? Like, I'm all for keeping your opinions to yourself, you know. Not everything, not every opinion needs to be vocalized. But your experiences are worth sharing. When people do you wrong and you learn from it, it's worth sharing. Speak your truth. Be truthful to you. The, the, I, I don't even think I'm supposed to be taking away these lessons from the show, but I'm just watching. I'm like, damn, okay, this is an important thing to, to just keep in mind. Always be true to yourself, even if people don't like it. Somebody's knocking on my door. Hold on. If you're still here, that means you fuck with today's episode. So if you need advice, call in, all right? 240-587-3186. Call in, leave me a voicemail, and I'll address it in the next episode. Again, the number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. Okay, I am back. Yes, speak your truth. So, you know, even when I made the episode about the hairstylist horror stories, I was like, oh, I feel kind of bad exposing these hairstylists. But shit, that's my fucking experience. Like, I think this this chapter of my life is really about being me, being true to me, saying what I what the fuck I got to say about what, whatever the fuck I done went through in life. Because that's what the fuck I went through. Like, just speaking your truth, being true to yourself and loving yourself and loving yourself enough to know that 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 your experiences are valid and worth sharing. I think for the longest time, especially growing up, I was told, you know, be quiet, don't say anything, don't challenge people, don't defend yourself, don't da 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 Like, I just, fuck all that. Fuck all that. If I go through something and it's weighing on my heart, I want to share that shit, I'm going to share that shit. If something rubs me the wrong way and I want to vocalize it, I'm going to vocalize it. I'm going to be true to my emotions, to myself, to my heart, to who I am, because that's what I need to do for me. When you don't speak your truth, you're doing that to satisfy someone else. No, that's not acceptable. You shouldn't want to do that. It doesn't feel good to not live in your truth. Like, live in your truth at all times. Be true to you and, and do whatever that looks like to you. It may not be sharing your experiences. You know, however it looks to you, do that. Like everyone is not the same and our differences are important to share. Our different experiences are important to share. Just be you. Your uniqueness is, is important for all of us to see. It's, it's a reminder that we're not all the same. We all go through different things. Share your truth and be honest and walk in that truth. And so anyways, yeah. Initially, I was like, okay, she's wrong for doing, for exposing the company for being racist or whatever. But if a motherfucker was racist, the motherfucker's racist. Now they know not to be racist. I always applaud people that protest. I would never protest shit. But I can applaud them for believing in, like, for standing in their beliefs so much that they will go somewhere publicly to yell that shit, boast that shit, chant that shit until shit changes in their desire, you know, in their way. Um, speak your truth, y'all. If motherfuckers wasn't speaking in the truth, y'all know all the shit that we was going through with police brutality. I know that that didn't have a long lasting effect, unfortunately, because the system is corrupt. However, it did make 
a difference. It made some noise. And I think that that was an important thing, important part of history, important part of life. Just always speak your truth. We're going back into the bowl. Ooh, we're going back into the bowl. Ooh. What do you do to escape? You know, I talked to you guys about how I hate when friends like, I hate when friends will ghost you. Maybe they're not ghosting you because they're mad at you, but like they'll disappear and they won't explain why they disappear. And I hate it because I feel like, um, in that sense, I've had friends that have like disappeared and like cut off all connections, got off social media, wasn't texting back, weren't calling back. And they've done those things because that was their method of escape. And I understand that, but I think it's important that they would have communicated to me so that if I needed to help, I could have helped or at least so I know. So I'm not blowing them up. Right. I get it. Some people escape by disconnecting. I think my way of disconnecting or my way of escaping is going to sleep. When I am really down and out about some shit, I go to sleep always. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but my instant thought is, okay, this is too much for me. I'm going to go to sleep. Going to sleep because if I go to sleep, I don't have to think about it. I don't have to live in it. I can literally escape for some time. I'm a sleeper. Sleeping, it doesn't even bring me peace. It just brings me a sound mind for the moment. Um, when I don't want to tackle something head on, I go to sleep. Yeah, I think that's why I like working remotely because like sometimes you just need to lay the fuck down because that shit is so stressful. So I like working remotely because if my if uh, if a boss or an employer pisses me off or an employer or a coworker pisses me off, I can just turn the computer, lay my ass down, and you know cool it. I remember when, that week that they had me coming into the office. I was so stressed out, but I couldn't even fucking sleep right. So I just went into a corner. Like, I went into, like, a private room and just sat there and, like, had to breathe and get myself together. I I sleep to escape. When I can't sleep, it, it just fucks with my mental. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Are, are there healthy ways of escaping? Like, I'm talking about friends that don't want to be vocal about shit and, and duck off to themselves. I, I would think it's good to talk about that shit. But if you need to just sit and be by yourself, then be by yourself. I don't know if there's a healthy way to escape. Is escaping things even a healthy, like, coping mechanism to have? Because it's a form of running away. Ooh, see, now I'm sitting and I'm, like, challenged with the shit. I don't know. I remember when I was younger, there was just some crazy shit going on in my household. And all I could, my brother was like, just go to sleep. It's okay, go to sleep. My dad was like, just go to sleep, just go to sleep. And I think that that's why I just go to sleep now that I think about it. I remember that night, it was so hard for me to even go to sleep because it was just so much going on. But I tried to go to sleep and I couldn't. I think now maybe that's why I do resort to sleeping. Damn. I remember when I was going through the whole like LA period, I hated being homeless because when you're homeless, you cannot sleep. <laughs> you cannot sleep you cannot sleep in restaurants you cannot sleep anywhere I mean you can close your eyes if you want to but you cannot sleep like you cannot loiter you know I hated that period because I literally could not sleep and I was going through so much and I wanted to escape so much but sleeping wasn't an option that was the first time I had to really look my problems in the face and deal with that shit and literally keep going I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't run away from it because that was the life I was living and sleeping wasn't an option to be 100% honest, I feel like after the whole LA situation, I I don't resort to sleeping as much. Because I think when I was in the LA period, all I could do was journal. My brother would just be like, just journal, write it out. And he would always pull his laptop out and start typing, typing and I would just get my notebook and just write out all that I was feeling because I could not sleep as bad as I wanted to sleep. There were some nights that we did not sleep. <sighs> that was a challenge. Yes, uh, my escape whenever I, I think that was something that I did a lot back then which is a, like a month or two or excuse me a year or two ago 
or three years ago. I'm so happy that it is so far behind me. I can't even remember how far away it was. But um, now I think I, I resort to journaling and prayer. I don't think I escape as much as I did because it just doesn't go away. But actually the other day, I'm not going to lie, last week, last weekend, something was bothering me. And I couldn't even, I wrote in my journal and I just couldn't even take it anymore. And I just closed my eyes. I woke up, the shit was still on my mind and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll tackle it now. I think the nap just gave me a second to detach from everything. But now I'll try to address the situation, the issue, whatever I tried to run away from. I'll address it a lot sooner than I would have because there would have been periods and times where I would have just slept it off for long times. Like I remember freshman year in college when I fucking hated college and just hated my environment and I was so unhappy. I slept a lot. I slept a lot, a lot, a lot because I didn't know what else the fuck to do. Uh, now that I say it out loud, it just sounds really unhealthy. I kind of don't want to talk about it anymore. I think this is an important challenge for you guys to sit and assess how you escape and sit and assess when you escape and, and sit and assess just how you solve issues. I don't want to be the one to say that running away isn't, isn't healthy because I think we all do it. Sometimes you just want to get away from the situation and it makes sense to want to. But I think it is also important to to tackle those things head on, to face them when you're ready, of course. Um, but just be mindful of your your escape because at a point in time, my escape was, you know, getting high all the time. At a point in time, my escape was drinking. Um, you should definitely be, excuse me, you should definitely be paying attention to your habits and how you handle situations and how you handle problems. Know those things about yourself. Um, yeah. I, I said that this chapter of my life was about like being me, knowing me, walking in my truth, I, I think this chapter of my life is really giving me the chance to get to know me. Like, you think you know yourself, but every day something else is uncovered. Like, every day you learn something new about yourself. Like, I never really sat and, and thought about my escape and coping mechanisms. Um, yeah, I I am literally just learning something about myself every day. And I, I'm glad that I have the opportunity to do so. That's why I say sitting with yourself is great. This, um, excuse me, this podcast is very therapeutic for me because it gives me a chance to say things out loud. And get my thoughts out of my mouth. And sometimes when you keep them bottled up in your mind, it's so hard for you to to really understand what you're thinking. Because they're just bouncing off. The thoughts are just bouncing off the walls in your head, right? But when you start to speak and you say those things and you actually have the chance to listen to yourself, at least for me, when I have the chance to listen to myself, I hear, I just get to hear it all out loud. And then that gives me a chance to really dissect it understand it I think journaling is good too I do journaling a lot too and after I journal I'll read it out loud to myself just to hear it because it's good to get those thoughts out of your head and on a piece of paper because you can talk yourself like I said down a rabbit hole you know you're talking yourself in circles and circles and circles and circles and all of a sudden you end up like I would asleep somewhere because it's just too much your brain can't take it your head can't take it your heart can't take it um, yeah, th this is definitely my self-reflection period of my life. I think you should always be self-reflecting, but I've definitely been using this time in my life to, to get to know me and I'm very grateful for it. I feel like it's, nobody ever talks about this too. Like when you are in, when you work, all you can do, at least in the lifestyle that I, I don't know. I just feel like maybe this is for everybody. Let me say for me, when I work, when I have a job, I feel like my focus is work, you know? From eight to four to five o'clock, work, 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 right? And then I get home and it's like, all right, I got to work out. So work out for one, two hours. And then it's like, all right, I got to make dinner. Make my dinner, eat, 
and then go to sleep and start the day all over again. It's like no real time to get to know me, no real time to get to talk to me except for those two-day weekends, right? And those two-day weekends I was using to get my hobbies done or pursue my dreams, podcast, create fashion content at the time, whatever it was. Like work, balancing all of those things as well as taking care of your mental health as well as getting to know you is such a challenge. Nobody ever talks about how hard life can be. And it's not even that it's hard. It's just like you have to juggle so many things. I can only imagine. I always think about this, but I can only imagine what it's like to be a parent. Like, I, you know, caring for yourself is a lot on top of work and all that shit. And then you got to care for other people. It's just, it's a lot where, you know, I say all of that to say everybody understand that we're not all going through this alone. And, um, damn, I just realized that I hit up a therapist. I hit up a therapist. Uh, we're going on two weeks and I still haven't heard anything. I've got to handle that because I had to pay like, yeah, I had to, I have to handle that. That just dawned on me. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, I low-key just drew a blank, but also it's just like, okay, how long ago? Like, come on y'all as a therapist, maybe I chose the wrong medium to hit them up with. I emailed them, but like still people are literally suicidal and dying, like getting ready to die, like kill themselves. And they're contacting therapists and therapists aren't replying. Like, that is not how this works. But I can only imagine what it's like to be a therapist. But also, you signed up for it. So, come on. Just be a little bit more accessible or respond. Okay. So, you guys, today's episode was a lot less lighthearted than I wanted it to be. Today's episode was kind of heavy-hearted, I think. We're going to get into Let's Get Deep. Because Let's Get Deep always lightens the mood for me. I played Let's Get Deep last night with... Ashley asked her a few questions. It was nice. Let's see what I got out of the box. What I can get out of the box. I've already answered that. Extrovert or introvert? I think I've already answered that. Damn, I've already answered a lot of these. Hold up, y'all. Ooh, in what ways are you similar to your father? R.I.P. I think my dad was very, like, <laughs> impatient. He was the kind of parent that if you're, if he's teaching you something like math, you have one try to get that right. You have to get it right. Like, don't get it wrong. You wouldn't get beat for getting it wrong, but it would be like, he would always say, don't be stupid. I remember one time I was, I started crying. He was like, why are you crying? And I was like, you said I was stupid. He was like, I said, don't be stupid. Anyways, um, I am very impatient. I think I get that from my dad. Um, Yeah. I feel like that's probably the only thing I got from him. Yeah. I feel like that's it. Maybe the energy I have towards, like, my intelligence I got from him, too. Because if you talk to him, you can just tell, like, he was just very confident in his, like, confident in his mind. And I think I got that from him, too. Um. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is impatient. Like, I'm very impatient. I think I'm actually working on it. This journey in life has taught me to be patient, too, because I can't rush this. I can do what I can do, you know, but I cannot fast forward time. I can't speed it up. And so I have no choice but to be patient. And uh, I've been needing to work on my patience because I don't have any. Well, I think I do now, but I didn't have any. I was really bad at being patient with anything, with anybody. And, and now I am working on it. So maybe I'm a lot less like him because I'm working on my patience. But that was something that I struggled with in the past that I think I got from him. We'll do one more. Because that was, again, not lighthearted. Give up breakfast, lunch, or dinner. I would give up breakfast because I don't really eat breakfast. I eat lunch, and then I eat dinner, and then I eat, like, a dinner dinner. 
Like, I do not want to eat no heavy-ass meal at 8 in the morning. People be eating fucking breakfast burritos at 8 in the morning. How do you have the stomach for that? Like, eggs. I will, my mom will eat eggs, bread, tea in the morning. I be looking like, that's too much on the stomach. Shit. Sometimes cereal be too much on the stomach. Like, no. Around, like, 12 o'clock, that's when I'll start thinking of breakfast, lunch. And I could make a breakfast meal around 12. Like, it could definitely be waffles and bacon. But there's no way I'm doing that at 8. Mm-mm. Some mornings, I'm like, all right, I need breakfast. But for the most part, I don't really care for breakfast. Okay. We're going to end today's podcast, you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. After today's episode, leave me a review and a rating. We didn't even do an advice column submission, but it's okay. I didn't look for one. Um, we'll do an advice column submission tomorrow. Leave me a review and a rating, guys. Please and thank you. Follow me on Instagram at ConstanceThePod. Follow me on TikTok at ConstanceThePod. Follow my personal pages on social media at Black Mocha. I'm on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Follow me on Instagram for sure. Um, Pinterest, wherever. Search me, you'll find me again. It's Black Mocha, B-L-A-C-K-M-0-C-H-A. Um, screenshot this, post it on Instagram story. Let me know you made it this far. What else? Subscribe to Constance the Podcast wherever you're listening to me on. Subscribe on um, podcast streaming platform. Subscribe on YouTube. Numbers are going up on YouTube and podcast listeners. So thank you guys so much. Uh, I think that's all I have to say, right? I think so. It's so hard for me to remember. I always listen back and I'm like, oh, you missed that. It's okay. You guys know what to do by now. I love you and I appreciate you. And oh, there's no outfit today. I literally just have on this this cardigan that I'm wearing like a house robe. I just put on some cute earrings that I've been dying to wear, but haven't had anywhere to wear them to or anything to wear them with. And now I do. I'll see you guys in tomorrow's episode. All right. Everybody get into Bel Air.